one thing for sure, we will get through this. And depending on what, you know what, uh, if, if you're a if you're a faith believing apostolic Christian, believes that Jesus Christ is the one true living God, Amen. knowing that. I think Brother Kelly was talking earlier today that if you're high enough, okay, if you're high enough, you can see the end from the beginning, kind of like watching a parade. If you're at ground level, you can only see what's passing before you. But if you get high enough, you can see it all. Well, Jesus Christ is high enough that he can see the whole yeah. picture. Yes. That's right. And he wrote us the book explaining yes. the things that are going on even today. Mm -hmm. And it is our hope that we are living in the day that the Bible talks about, very possibly the soonest of his coming. Amen. Mm -hmm. And that is the church's great hope. Amen. And so do remember to pray. Amen. And uh, all right, you may be seated. I thought he was ready, but maybe he's not ready. We apologize. Don't know what happened to the screen. Did it work yesterday? Yes, but that one is working today. That one, but not this one. Okay. Yeah, that one is working, but this did work yesterday. Okay. Well, such is technology. That's why uh, sometimes you just have to get the pen and pencil, and uh, you have to get the book where you can actually turn those pages and uh, don't have to depend so much on technology. All right, Brother Long, are you ready? Born ready. All right. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Appreciate Brother Long. Amen. And uh, I'm going to ask him to come at this time. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you have a white Can I talk to you? Sure. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Very good. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Great to be here today. Amen. Amen. Our God's an awesome God. Yes, he is. God's an awesome Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I uh, volunteered to do this, so um, fortunately for you, the pastor accepted. So <laughs> I, was, I was telling folks, you know, I, it was the Brian Show Wednesday night, and then everybody got second left. Now here we are today, it's the Brian show again. You're not gonna have anybody left in the church. <coughs> Amen. It is uh, it is an honor to be up here and to have the have the uh, ability to speak to you, hopefully, the word of the Lord. And I pray that uh, whatever I have to share today, that it is something that will be Amen. Something you can take home a little bit and chew on. on. Praise God. Amen. If you'll stand for the reading of the word, Devin, if you can put up 2 Chronicles 9, 17. 
And go back one more. The first one, the top one, 17. There you go. Amen. From the book of Second Chronicles, from a story that we all know well. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory, and he overlaid it with pure gold. Anybody got a, a throne in their house? <laughs> How about this? Anybody got their chair in their house? That's my chair. Amen. God's got his seat. And he likes his made of ivory covered with gold. Amen. Move on to verse 18. And there were six steps to the throne with a footstool of gold, which were fastened to the throne, and stays on each side of the sitting place, and two lions standing by the stays. So I apologize if you're not able to see the, the screen today. Devin, if you click the one at the top, there's two, three numbers, one, two, and three. If you click the one and then click the two, it might pop back maybe. title for you today is One Step from Glory. All right, come on. All right. One Step All right. from Glory. Praise God. Brother McHugh, will you pray for the sermon today? Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you today for your love and compassion and mercy to your people. Ask God to attest to the service with your presence and your power, speaking to us by your messenger, that we might hear your word, receive encouragement and guidance. Today, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm walking my steps. All right, well, I'm fully comfortable if you constantly turn your head to take a look at the screen in the back. Um, what I was hoping to kind of portray to you today is a little bit of a visual image of what the scripture's talking about here. Okay, the, the story we're opening up with today is um, from one of my favorite characters in the Bible, and that's David. And as you know, David spent most of his life working and fighting and gathering for the kingdom of God. He was in war. He led many men. He increased and prospered. And all he wanted, his whole desire, was to build a structure worthy of his glory. But God, unfortunately, said, David, you're not going to be able to do that. As much as David wants to, God says, that's not my plan for you, David. Because you have done all the steps to get to that point. You have sacrificed your life. You have shed blood. You have killed when I've asked you to kill. You have conquered when I asked you to conquer. You've waged war when I asked you to wage war. You've done what I've asked you to do. But I'm going to pass this desire on to your son. And I'm going to bless him for all the fruits that you put in. I'm going to increase him. I'm going to give him everything 
that he asks because of your dedication. So God does that. Solomon takes the kingdom and Solomon is blessed. And we've heard our pastor speak many times on the blessings of Solomon and the amount of silver and bronze and gold and things that have come in. And Solomon builds this illustrious building. And I would argue today that the building he creates is the most magnificent honor to God that a flesh can build. Whatever we desire in our heart to do for God, okay, we are still but flesh. Okay? And we can gather as much gold and we can gather as much ivory and silver but at the end of the day, our heart is what God is after. But God honors this temple. God honors this throne room that Solomon made. I'm going to go out of order in my notes a little bit, Devin. Okay? It says in 1 Kings 9 and 3, says, I have hallowed this house which thou hast, which thou hast built to put my name there forever, and mine eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. So God looks at this structure that Solomon put together and he says, Solomon, I'm going to be there. Every time you walk into this place, I'm there. Right, come on. Every time someone takes a step, I'm going to be watching. Come on. Solomon, every time someone approaches that throne to take a seat, my eyes will be on them. And God promises that to Solomon, to let him know that I respect the creation that you've built with your own fleshly hands. I respect the structure and the dedication and the sacrifice you've put for me. And because of that, I will always be watching. God is watching us today. God is looking at us today. And if you can put the image of that throne back up on the screen, I'm going to challenge you this morning to put yourself inside that picture. I'm going to challenge you to visualize you somewhere in that room. And as with the theme of my message this morning, we are one step from glory. There are six steps to the throne of God. There are six steps that we are trying to reach to the pinnacle of. And right at the base of that throne, right at the place where God's Spirit sits, is a golden footstool. Right at that place that we are trying to get to is where God's feet will rest. And we're going to talk a little bit this morning about our desire to get to God's feet about our desire to keep pushing forward up those steps to the throne. You and I are living in times of struggle. You and I are living in times of ridicule and question. We're also in a time where we enjoy wealth, success. God blesses, if you were here Wednesday night, we talked a little bit about talent. God's blessing us with talent. God is blessing us as we come in and gather together in one mind and one accord. He's giving us what we need to be sustainable in this end time. 
He's giving us what we need to climb the steps to the throne room. <clears throat> but we have to take action today. We have to be willing to not only just stand in awe, but we have to be willing to climb those steps. Our desire today needs to be to take one step forward and try to get to that footstool of the throne. I wasn't sure if I was going to share this. Um, so I had a, a dream a couple weeks ago where, very vivid dream, I believe it had greater significance than just the pizza and pickles I had the night before. <laughs> but it was a dream where I was in a medical operation room. And the doctor came in and said, Brian, your heart's beating the wrong way. beating the wrong way. How can a heart beat the wrong way? And he said, well, ironically enough, all the blood in your system is going the exact opposite direction it should be. So everything in my body was opposite what physical science said it should be. And so they were rushing me into surgery. They were going to go right into my heart, do what they needed to do, Make sure it pumped blood the right direction. And I woke up. And then I woke up. Now the significance today could be the pizza and pickles. I didn't have pizza the night before, but you understand what I'm saying. Okay, to me, that dream meant... God is preparing us and me to stand in a time when everything's backwards. To stand in a day when people are telling you to do the exact opposite thing you should do. And we get it on the job we get it at church. We get it as we interact with our family. Everyone has opinion on what we should be doing. And you can relate any topic to it. You can talk about politics. You can talk about viruses. You can talk about just your daily social interactions. Everybody's an expert on our lives. Okay? What I want to tell you today is that God is prepping you for a throne. And it takes stepping on each step of the way to get to that throne. <clears throat> to get to the throne, a person had to climb six <clears throat> steps to the footstool of gold. Isaiah 66, 1 says, Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. So if I have a little bit of liberty today, that throne that we're trying to get to is heaven. That throne that we are desiring to climb the steps of is to get to heaven. And if we can approach heaven's throne, okay, we may just be one day away. As you pictured yourself in that picture this morning, some of you may have put yourselves at the bottom opening of the throne room. And you may be just watching what everyone else is doing. And that's okay if that's where you're at. 
But I will tell you that there are saints of God that are right on that sixth step. And they're just reaching out. They see the hem of his garment. They see the foot on the footstool. And they are on that sixth step. And they're trying to reach out and say, God, save me. I think about the heritage of Irvin Baxter. Saints that have gone on before us. And what they had to do to achieve the six steps. In order to touch heaven's throne. And be called to glory. All of us are just an arm's reach away. As I said, I wanted you to picture yourself. Some of you may say, I'm just on that first step. I just found the Tower of Pentecost. I just found the Bible. I just read a verse or two. That's okay. Some of you may be saying, I've been in this my whole life. I feel like I'm up a few steps. Right. I feel like I'm trying to pull others from lower steps and I'm trying to reach for higher steps. Right. That's okay. Right. Come on. Amen. Our eyes need to be on the prize. Psalms 37 and 23 says the steps of God of a God man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. If you're trying to climb these steps today, God's happy with you. Come on. If you're just standing back in the throne room watching everybody else climb those steps, I encourage you to take a step forward. Come on. Psalms 37 and 31 says the law of his God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. Some of us trip. We all joke with Natalie that morning she tried to climb up onto our platform and about face first into our platform here. Okay? It's a moment that was very embarrassing for her. And if you see her, make sure you laugh at her a little bit. Okay? But she was trying to climb the steps to the throne. Right? And we're all going to trip a little bit. We're all going to have a sideways step. And that's okay. Amen. I think a religious theme can be found in other places of Scripture. By the very opening of the page in Genesis, we see that God Himself made a path through six steps. The very opening of Genesis says His first step, He decided to create light. And the first day of creation, He created it and He stopped and He went, Wow, that's good. God made light. God himself had a first step to this whole plan. Here's what's awesome about God. He paused to enjoy that moment, but he kept going. He said, all right, I can handle this first step. After I make light, I'm going to see if I can make a heaven. So he took another step. And the second step in Genesis, and he makes heaven and water. And he stopped after two steps and said, wow, that's good. Look at what's been made. And sometimes when we walk through our lives today, we make an accomplishment for God. Sometimes we make it to church when scary COVID could get us. And we stop and say, wow, God's going to bless me. 
I'm asking you today, it's not just for one step and stop. Right, right. Okay? God himself continues through these steps. He goes through step three, step four, step five. He creates all things. He creates animals. He creates fish. He creates the moon, the sun, the stars. Each step he takes up this sixth step to the throne, he stops and says, it is good. I'm glad I did what I did. Fine, right. It's a good place to be. And now we find that God is on the sixth step just before the throne. And God pauses. And I'm going to use some of my personal liberty today. You may not find this in Scripture. But God, before he approaches the sixth day, I'm guessing God stopped and went, this has got to be my best day. Because you see, the sixth day, he made you and me. Mm -hmm. On the sixth day, he decided to make a soul that looked just like him. On the sixth day, he made his pride and joy. Right, fine. And I cannot believe that he approached the sixth day like he did the first day. And just like our steps to the throne today, as we get closer, as we take each step, and we're right on the edge of the touch of the footstool of God, we are having to double down our efforts. When we reach the sixth step of glory, we're having to put a little extra into it. Okay. We're having to double down. We're having to put a little extra prayer time into it. We're having to mix a little bit of more reading into this. we got to have a little more dedication than we had on steps one through five. Mm -hmm. Because this day is special. This day requires work. This day requires dedication. At the closing of Genesis chapter one, and the closing of God's sixth step, God creates man, and you know what he calls it? Very good. It's not just good. Right. It's very good. Right. Mm -hmm. That tells me even God himself looked at that and said, I'm pretty proud of this one. I'm pretty proud that I made God and I made the likeness of me. I'm pretty proud of the fact that my children now have an option to worship. Come on. I'm pretty proud of the fact that the apple of my eye is now before me. And some of us today are on that sixth step. Come on. Some of us today are having to make a firm choice. Some of us today are having to, okay, this is the day I'm going to go out and I'm going to gather twice the manna because I know what comes on the seventh day. This day I'm going to go out I'm going to gather twice as much. This day I'm going to double down because God doubled down on me. Yeah. This day I'm going to lead service <clears throat> teach and preach. Yeah. You need to double down on God. Come on, come on. Yes. Amen. We're one step from glory. We're one step from glory. Come on, come As we look a few years later in the scripture, we're back to the story of David. 
And David's watching the blessings of God in the house of Obed-Edom. And he's seeing the blessings of God on a people in a land that weren't meant to have those blessings. Right. And so David, you guys know the story. David went to the house of Obed-Edom and he said, you're going to give me that ark back. So he goes in there and we know this story well. He grabs that ark and he begins the parade back. And every six steps, every six paces, he decides to stop. Nowhere in Scripture, and Pastor, correct me if I'm wrong, nowhere in Scripture did God say, you're going to stop every six steps. I believe it was in David's heart. Yes. I believe it came back to his desire. And you know what else he did? He took the time every six steps to build an altar. Yeah. Yeah. And offer a sacrifice. Now, I don't know about you, but the distance from there back to Israel could not have been short. And I'm guessing it took a lot of calves and a lot of lambs and a lot of sacrifices. Amen. And not only did they offer the sacrifices every six paces, but David decided to shout with a voice of triumph. He decided to dance before all questioning. He decided to strip himself of his everyday clothing so he was as shameful as he could be before God. You see, David took five steps up to this point. And he was not about to go through the sixth step without doubling down. He had the ark of God, God's spirit with him, and he knew what he had with him. He needed some correction along that fourth and fifth step. He needed some guidance because he tripped a little bit on steps one, two, three, and four. And that's okay. But when he got to the sixth step, he gave everything he had for the glory of God. Right, come on, amen. And the same thing happens to us today. As we are on our sixth step, waiting for the trump to sound, there's a whole world watching you. There's a whole light shining on you. Your life is one big picture image. Whether you realize it or not, people are watching you. Because you go to church. I had a conversation with a very good friend of mine this last week, and I, just, I know him at work, and he, uh, he's a good guy, um, been kind of a Christian off and on for many, many years. But he said something to me this week, it just kind of caught me off guard. He goes, yeah, I'm going to go near your neck of the woods this next week. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, I'm going to go to the war room men's Bible study. I was like, you know where I go to church? I've never told him I go to the Tower of Pentecost on Richland. But he knows where I go to church. And it didn't take me telling him for him to figure that out. So somewhere in my lifestyle, that has been shown. Right? God's watching you do the same thing. God's watching you do the same thing. Amen. 2 Samuel 6, 13, 14, and 15. 
And it was so that when they that bear the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen, fatlings, and David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded with a linen ephod, so Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of a trumpet. David was dedicated to the sixth step. You know what's really, really powerful about that whole story is verse 1 on chapter 7. 2 Samuel 7 and 1 said the Lord gave him rest from all of his enemies. David went through an effort like none other in Scripture. And he reached out to heaven's throne. And he found the rest of glory. Hallelujah. Not everyone climbing these steps, though, gets to their final destination. Share a little passage of scripture with you, starting in John chapter 12. John 12 and 1, it opens with the story. That's six days before the Passover. Six steps before they get into a dinner with God. If I can take my liberty, it was Judas Iscariot's first step. See, he had, a few verses later, he had an interaction with Jesus on that first step. And it offended him. See, Judas was just another guy like all of us. He's one of the twelve, one of the chosen, walked with God, saw the miracles. But he was just in the throne room watching. And now we get to six steps before Passover, and he decides to try and take step one. But when he steps on his first step, he gets offended. Because Mary decides to take a very expensive bottle of ointment and wash the master's feet. And she takes her hair and mixes it with that ointment and she washes the master's feet. And I know pastors talked about it many times about the desire for the towel to wash the master's feet. Mary went through this process out of love. Mary went through this to be at the footstool of the throne. But Judas looked at it and saw dollar signs. Judas looked at it and said, I, I'm not okay with it. Jesus, she just wasted a whole lot of expensive ointment that could have been sold and it could have been given to the poor. That ointment... <clears throat> Could have been used to even buy his lunch. That ointment could have been used for good instead of wasted on your feet. Jesus had to correct him. Say the poor you were always going to have, Judas. But right now I'm with Mary. And if I'm here, you too should take advantage of that opportunity. Judas continues on from that day. 
And I'm sure we're six days from the Passover, and I'm sure that first step and that first day didn't sit too well. You ever gone to church and got offended by somebody? You ever made it to the house of God on a COVID-19 pandemic only to find everyone's wearing a mask? Why in the world do we have in church today? We could get offended. Could happen pretty easily, actually. Because we're human. We get those offenses. So that's all going in Judas's mind. Does he make a decision that day that I'm not going to serve Christ anymore? Absolutely not. Judas has got his vision on the throne. Judas is trying to do the right thing. He got offended, but I'm going to keep coming to church. I'm going to keep following the 12. I'm going to keep doing what I need to do. So he does. And the very next day, we're now five days from the Passover. And Christ gets on a donkey. And all the people are shouting Hosanna to the son of David. And the Bible says that the disciples understood it not. I can imagine all 12 of them are like, what is he doing? In that moment in time, I'm not sure a single one of them got it. But now we have a disciple who the previous day was just offended heavily because there wasn't money donated back to the church. And now their Lord is riding a donkey. So Judas is starting to think in his mind, what is going on here? And we know the story of Judas. He continues to fulfill the, the five other days. As he gets to the sixth step, it's now time for Judas to double down on God. Judas gets into that supper. Judas sits and has a meal with Christ himself. And it's now time for Judas to decide. Are you going to put everything into this, Judas? Or are you not? And that is when John 13 and 2 happens. After the supper, the devil entered into the heart of Judas Iscariot. You see, Satan didn't make it into his heart on the step one. Satan didn't make it into his heart on the step two. It was when he had to double down. It was when he reached that sixth step, when it was time to really make the commitment. Am I in, in this for good? Or am I not? Right? And Judas had to make a choice. Right there. And that's when Judas allowed the devil to enter. Could have been well-intentioned. He could have been doing the right things. But the offenses and the confusion from the earlier steps and the earlier days caught him off guard. We've got to bind together in prayer. We've got to gather together in one body and one accord. We can't forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We have to encourage one another. Pick each other up. Yes. Because we each have to get to a sixth step today. 
And all of us, as we stand on that sixth step and we're reaching out to throne and reaching out to God's feet sitting on that golden footstool, we might need the support of our brother and sister. We're going to need the encouragement of each other and say, it's okay to stand strong. It's okay to worship God in your homes. It's okay to pray with your windows open. It's okay to bring your Bible to work and read it at lunch. It's okay to pray for our leaders. It's okay to pray for our nation. It's okay to care for each other. And those are all things that we need to do and should be doing. Mark 16, 15 through 18. Christ says that we're supposed to go into the world and preach the gospel. He that believes it and is baptized will be saved. But he that believes not shall be damned. In these signs shall follow them that believe. Everybody say in my name. Shall they cast out devils? Say in my name. You're going to speak with a new tongue. Say in my name. You're going to take up serpents. Say in my name. If you drink any deadly thing, it's not going to hurt you. Say in my name. You're going to lay hands on the sick. And they will. Recover. And that's what it takes on our sixth step. That's what it takes when we reach the top of our steps and we're getting ready to touch out to that throne. That's what it's going to take is to declare in his name I'm going to preach the gospel. In his name, I will be free from any deadly thing. And in his name, we will heal the sick. Yes. At the top of the steps of the throne room. Let's all stand together. I'm going to share one short last story in Matthew 17 and 1. We have Peter, James, and John who are sitting with Christ. And Christ looks at them and says, Do you know who I am? Who do you think I am? And it's like Peter, James, and John are taking their very first step towards the throne. And their response is the right one. You're Christ. You are God. All Savior, all salvation right in front of us. And Jesus looks at the three, and especially Peter, and says, You got it right. And upon this rock, I'm going to build this church. Upon this rock, upon this message, upon these words, we're going to preach the gospel and spread it to every creature. You're right, Peter. 
On that first step, your vision is right on track. And six days later, they're climbing a mountain together. <coughs> and they're sharing campfires. And they're enjoying each other's company. But when they get up there, they've reached their destination. They are transfigured before God. Today we can go through the six steps to glory. And if you will just reach out one more day, if you will just take one more step, knowing that that last step is going to take a doubling down effort, knowing that the last step is probably the hardest one, knowing that I'm committed to Christ in all things. I'm committed to God because he's sitting on the throne room and he has been watching me the whole time. Right. He saw me from the time I stepped into that place. Right. He saw my trip on step one. He saw my progression to step two. And he saw me all the way through the sixth step. Amen. Let's come this morning. Let's talk to God. Let's ask him for a breakthrough into the top of our throne room.